0: Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, Bring you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by the great, great folks over at LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, today I'm following the trend of uh, having pregame episodes and Today's pregame episode is going to be about how does this team bounce back? What does this team need to do? And I know it's weird to say bounce back from a win. Also, you see, State fans, I I did what y'all asked me to do, put a little bit of State regalia in the background. But anyway, um, the, the reality is, the question is, how does this team bounce back? Uh, from a very underwhelming performance, because while it wasn't a loss, it was very underwhelming. It was tough to see the guy that we had picked as a, a Heisman candidate have what is objectively his worst game in quite some time. So today i'm going to answer how this team bounces back as well as give my predictions on how I think this game will go. So stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Lock on Wolf back. <laughs> You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All righty. So uh, the things that I think NC State needs to do to bounce back here is I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty simple. This game needs to be a complete and utter domination this game needs to be one that is put to bed early you know what i mean like you're getting ready for the kids to start school again this one has to be out of the way starters out by the middle of the third quarter that type of deal um because the reality is number one we've already seen with trent Penix going down uh for four to six weeks with a, a shoulder with um with Peyton Wilson being day to day because of his shoulder, and because of things that we saw last year in terms of the injury bug, you don't want you don't want your starters playing a bunch of snaps when they don't have to. When there's this wide of a chasm in talent, you need to go ahead and put teams away early, and when you do so, it allows you to get the young players reps, get the young guys reps, and all that. Get them in there, get have them have the ability to see some uh, real life game action. And you still don't burn their red shirt because I believe now it's like the first three or four games uh, that they can play without, you know, burning their red shirt. So I think that this is this is going to be vitally important from a multitude of levels. Again, the the whole like aspect of national media and what they think about it, that's not a big deal to me. I I really don't care too much about that part because realistically, again, we're a team. That if we do not run the table or come darn close to it, the respect won't be there. The respect won't be there. It doesn't matter how things shake out. It doesn't matter um, if we are, if, I'll, I'll say this. There are different things that when different teams win the conference, it is about how good that team is. There are other teams where if they win the conference, it'll be, oh man, the conference is experienced in the down year, whatever the case may be. The reality is, If NC State goes on to win the ACC, um, but we lose three games or so in the process or two, yeah, I think two, two to three in the process, there would not be a lot of respect given to the season that NC State is having. But that's why I say the national media is not the, the rankings that are going out from the AP throw all that in the garbage. Don't worry about that. Just worry about winning and winning this game and winning this game big. Because like I said, This is a game in which this team should come out pissed off and this team should come out not wanting to feel that feeling that they felt um, in in leaving Greenville because everybody talked about how there there was no feeling of a win. There was no feeling of a win. Well, guess what? You're at home. You're playing against much lesser competition. It's time to get the feeling of a, a win. It's time to get that feeling. It's time to dominate these guys again they're replacing their starting quarterback who transferred over to us um and to be a, a walk on and all that they're they're not going to be a team that i'm expecting um is going to to give a lot of problems in terms of physicality and all that but it, again i didn't expect a ton of problems in terms of physicality out of out of uh, ecu and for the most part we did physically have our way on both sides of the ball up front But we need to be able to capitalize on that. Again, to me, at minimum, if you're talking two goal line trips, that's at minimum six points left on the board at max 14. We can't do that again. That champions don't leave that many points on the board against anybody. Against anybody. But that's the beauty of it. They escaped with a win. And now we're on to week two. So in this week two, it needs to be. When we get in that goal line, when we get in that goal-to-go situation, there should not be any any playing around, any tiddlywinks, any trying to get cute. Any there should be straight downhill, no frills. Hey, uh Demi, go ahead and get your get you get us two yards. Get us two yards. That's all I need from you. Hey, big old offensive line. All four or five starters returning. All these boys, just a massive group up front. Get us two yards. Get us two yards. That's what I need. Because that is, we all talk about the fact that this is a game of inches. Well, when you got down to the goal line, could we get those couple inches we needed? We need to get them this week. That is an area that I need to see improvement in. That is an area that I need to see improvement in. Another area that I need to see improvement in is Devin Leary's overall play. I need to see him be a lot better. And I don't mean like, You know, just in terms of total volume of yards or no interception. Because here's the thing if you're a box score watcher, you miss out sometimes on what actually happened in the game. Yes, sometimes the box score does tell us, right? Like if a quarterback only has three total incompletions, throws for like 400 yards and and like five or six touchdowns. Yeah, that's pretty much telling you what's going on there, sure. But what I'm saying is, I need to see. So, for example, if we if you watched Texas and I believe it was ULM last week, Quinn Ewers or Ayers only had like one or two interceptions, but he threw a lot of bad balls that could have been picked off, probably should have been picked off. That against better competition will be picked off. If I'm looking at Devin Leary, I'm saying I don't want to see that type of game. Where statistically you look good, but if I'm watching the tape, it's just it. It's still something there that's just not meshing and gelling and, and all that good stuff. And one of the viewers of this show, uh, shout out to Dennis. He's also the person that told me to put some NC State stuff in the background. The The reality is in watching and seeing the, the, the type of situation that we had last week, he reminded me in the comments, there is no preseason for college football. There is no true preseason in terms of preseason games in college football. No preseason scrimmages, all that. You don't have that in college football. And so, when you see live rounds, when you see things coming at you, things flying at you in real time, in real it's a little different. And sometimes you just need a game or two to to shake off the cob or to, you know, fully get going. I'm hoping that's the the situation here because this team They got to perform better. Got to. Got to. Got. There is no way around that. This game needs to be a domination and it needs to be a domination early. There needs to be no questions about this team getting a job done. And speaking of jobs, let me talk to you all about LinkedIn jobs. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to Faster and for free, create a free job posted minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job to the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn uh, profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that you can network and help find and that network can help you find the right people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering higher quality hires versus leading competitors. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college, where nearly 40 million job seekers visit every week. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions. Do apply. So now in terms of uh, my predictions and and one more thing, we got to get out of the way Ken's keys, because this, this has to happen again. There's, there's certain keys that again, they just need that. They just need, need, need to happen. Uh, So I'm going back to the old format of three and three. And the reality is it's going to be three offensive, three defensive special teams. Um, the first one, put this game away early. I need to see at least a 21-point lead by halftime. So that's that's going to go for offense and defense. We're on offense right now. So we need to be leading by at least uh, three touchdowns at the half because, again, you don't want this game to linger on. You don't want this game to be close. You don't want your starters having to play big minutes. You don't want to have to have um, Devin Leary out there exposed to risk of injury for, if you don't have to have that. Like, there's absolutely no reason that that has to happen. Devin Leary, I need to see him complete at least um, 70% of his passes today. I need to see 70% completion percentage from Devin Leary today. Um, That is, again, that's vitally important because this team needs to be more crisp, a lot more crisp. And I'm not saying like, oh, just another pass here, another pass there. No, 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 no. That's, I'm, I'm being very serious about that completion percentage has to get done because, again, if you're going to strike fear in the hearts of teams or if you're going to win ball games, you're not going to do so with Devin Leary having a middling season. You're not going to do so with that. If that is going to be the case, if Devin Leary is going to be, eh, he's all right this year, then that's what this team will be. That's what this team will be. And that's the reality. No way around that. No way around that. And yes, a lot of that does fall on our play calling, which... A lot of people have rightfully called out very, very, very fair, very fair to call out our play calling because there was, to me, there were a lot of situations where I'm, I'm looking up and saying, okay, what, it seems like ECU is all over what we're doing. And if they don't have the same level of athletes, The only excuse me, the only way that can be is if they're keen and playing tendencies that they know and we're not executing what we need to do assignment wise. But if they're keen and playing tendencies, then that means that the the play calling is lacking creativity to the point where their players can say, oh, I've seen the film. I know exactly what's going to happen here. Now, if it's a lack of execution, that's a player thing. Right. Like the, the coaches cannot go out there and play. Unfortunately, or fortunately for some of these coaches, they've exhausted all their eligibility. They do not have another snap, another down, another nothing. It's all over but the crime for them. They they will not lace them up again on that field. So the players have to execute at the end of the day. So if the the problems with getting open or if the problems um, with that are are based upon the players not doing the things they need to do in terms of running their routes to create separation and all that, that's a different story. But again, I, I do understand that the play calling plays a large part in um, what's going on there. And the last thing I want to say is our uh, short yardage slash goal line offense. They have to have to convert every single time. And I mean that I, that is not that is not the at the end of the day, that goal line offense was an Achilles heel period. It was an Achilles heel. It was an Achilles heel. You're You're telling me you got down to the one on multiple occasions and could not punch it in on either? I'll tell you this much. If you tell me, can, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you on top of whatever points NC State was to score in their games as is, I'm going to add on at least two offensive possessions where they get down to the one yard line. I'm going to guarantee you that much, but you can't guarantee the outcome of what happens in those two possessions. You just have to hope and wish that they can gain that one yard. Do you feel comfortable with uh, taking that in exchange for two random drives throughout the game? I would say absolutely. If you guarantee me the one yard line, you're basically guaranteeing me a touchdown. That was not the case in Greenville. It needs to be the case in Raleigh today. Needs to be. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Needs to be the case today. Uh, they uh, Short yardage, goal line. Again, we found a, a, a running back that while he's not a big 230-pound bruise or anything, uh, Demi Sumo-Kanbe is, is definitely the type of guy that he runs physical. He runs angry. He runs a lot bigger than he is. So with that being said, he's going to have to, Slimy Shark going to have to continue to run bigger than he is. And we're gonna to have to figure out a way to to move the pile a little bit uh, when he's got the ball in those short yardage situations. So now for the defensive goals, again, twenty one point lead at half. That's that's universal. They got to do what they got to do um, in terms of in terms of that. And I'm gonna say this: I the defense performed well last week. They really did. The only thing, the only thing that I would say was a little concerning to me was something that I'd been complaining about and I talked about from last year's team and and yes it wasn't just outside corners because our our linebackers looked kind of suspect at times in uh pass coverage as well but I'm going to need us to hold down that passing game I I I know with the running game I mean with the um, defensive line and linebackers we have the running game will take care of itself we'll we'll be able to stop their running game fairly easily and with the offense that they run that is the bread and butter that's what what they want to do that's that's it but the reality is I want to see them held under um 200 yards passing as well and I want to see them held under 350 uh total yards so those are the the three goals for the defense and special teams 21-point lead at halftime, under 200 yards passing, and under 350 total. I think that this team can get those done. I think that this defensive unit can get those done. But the reality is, to me, this has to be a domination. It has to not be close. As we can see, if you are the type to care about what the media says and things and all that good stuff, I mean, that's fine. But the reality is, if – the case is you're expecting this team to to vault up in the polls or whatever the case may be, it will take a dominant performance to do so. Because as the season goes on, like I already said, we will see teams fall off the face of the earth. We will see teams get dominated, get whooped on, all that good stuff, in order to instill confidence not only in us but in the the other um, viewers of college football and all that good stuff in order to to inspire confidence in the coaches' poll and all that. There have to be some games where there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Because the thing is, there will be some teams that we play that talent level, very similar. Player development, very similar. Very good teams. Even more talented than us. Let's just be honest, right? So the question then becomes, when you get the gimme games, quote unquote, the gimme games, do you make them look like gimmies? Now, while ECU should not have been considered a gimme game, um, they, 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 they're they still, because ECU is an um, American Athletic Conference team, people considered it that, right? And we saw how well the, Atlantic, uh, the um, American Athletic Conference has performed this season in terms of they may have lost to the ACC teams that they played, but, boy, those games were close. I'm looking at you, you UCF and Louisville. Looking at you. Um, but, yeah, so those are the things that I need to see. And my prediction of this game is coming up right after we get a word from our local sponsors. All righty, we're about to land this thing. But in terms of what I expect to happen today, Um, I see this game being a uh, 49 to 10 uh, domination by NC state. I think that this team is is pissed off. I think that they're angry. I think that they're, they're going to, they've shaken off the cobwebs. I think Devin Leary has kind of shaken off that, that feeling of sometimes when, when there is a lot expected of us and we keep trying to tell ourselves like, Oh, we just go on and do our thing. And, and, you know, it, we won't pay attention to the expectations and all that good stuff, even in life, not even in, in football as much, even in life. Sometimes with the the weight and pressure of those things on us, when we try to proceed just as we normally would, we get tight. We we get tense. We do things that we otherwise wouldn't do or shouldn't do. And that starts to hurt us a little bit. I think that was the case with Devin Leary. We, we, the, the thought kept being, hey, we've got to go out there and play the games. We've got to go out there and win the games a little bit. But again, I think that it's it's time to kind of lean into those expectations and say, hey, the expectations are higher. What are we going to do about it? Right. Let's go out here and play some darn good football and let's lean into it. And let's show the world that we were ready for these expectations, because that's all we can. do. That's all we can do if we want to be a great team. Now, there's another way we, this thing can go, but that is not a great team. That team does not accomplish what everybody expects of this team. So that's that's all I'm going to say there again. The makings are there. The situation is there. All of the things are right at this team, right at the tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. This team needs to take care of it. So today I'm expecting, a again, uh, 49-10, expecting a a really big blowout here. But we shall see because I I also predicted that they were going to put up a ton of points against uh, uh, ECU. And that didn't happen. So hopefully we can do a little better this time around. Thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. Y'all make this show what it is. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.